Hey everybody, welcome to our podcast uh, around the sermon series that we're doing throughout this year on the theme of practice. We want to be disciples, wise disciples, as Jesus talks about in the end of the Sermon on the Mount where he says the difference between a wise and a foolish disciple is those who practice it or don't. And we want to be wise disciples of Jesus, and we want to practice what he teaches. And so our series has been around the practice of generosity, living a generous life, being generous with our time, our resources, our finances, all that we are. And so we want to dive into that in a greater way today. And I am so excited to be doing this podcast with Pastor Chris Hodges, my pastor and an overseer for our church. And so thanks for the time today. Yeah, delighted to be here. So and we're here at the that. beautiful Highlands College podcast studio because you're here at our conference yeah. this week. And thank you for being here. And I'm honored to be on the podcast today. Yeah, thank you. Well, you, I wanted you to be on. And I'm so glad this all worked out because I, you're one of the most generous people I know. Well, thank you. Uh, you're generous uh, with your time. Uh, you're a busy person. You have lots on your plate. You're not looking for, uh, you know, it's not like you just sitting around with nothing to do. Right. So, but you're generous with your time. Yeah. Uh, you're generous with your resources. You're generous uh, with your love. You're generous. You're, you're a generous person. And so, so I, I've, I'm curious, what's your, have you always been a generous person? What's been your journey <laughs> towards maybe becoming more generous yeah. or how would you describe that? Well, yourself? thank you, first of all. And, um, no, I have not always been generous, um, but I do think of this verse, as you were saying that, you know, the Bible says that the world of the generous gets larger and larger, and the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. And I think I've always wanted a large world, you know, and what I mean by that is not by the things I possess, but by the influence. I think God has put that desire in all of us, you know, to leave our mark, to make a difference in this world. And I think that's a God-given trait, by the way, and you can only get there uh, by your generosity, and of course, that's why the Bible said that Jesus said um, that that uh, you are more blessed when you give than when you receive. And the word blessed doesn't mean like you get more in return. It's makarios in the Greek, and it really means happy. I mean, so like this sense of fulfillment and joy, and and it's like literally fun. So the story I tell Aaron is it's like the feeling you've had if you've ever been driven through your neighborhood. And I don't know if you guys do this in Colorado as much as they do here in Alabama, but, and you see some kid with a little card table in the middle of their, their lawn, yeah. and they have, you know, lemonade $1, you know, on there, and there's two little, you know, nine-year-old girls sitting in the little lawn chairs waiting for some car to stop by, and of course, they, no, everybody's always so, too busy to stop by, and I, I, I've only done this one time where I, you know, had enough time to pull over and... And, um, and yeah, I'll take, I'll take a lemonade. And I'll never forget, Erin, she had the little Dixie cups, and, but she put her finger down in the cup <laughs> with, with, while she was holding it, while she was pouring the lemonade. So she's basically pouring the lemonade on top of her, on top of her finger and like, oh, thank you, and it's a dollar. And only had a $5 bill, gave it to him. Oh, I don't have any change. And just keep it, and her eyes get all big. And then you pull off, and you see the little girl's and kind of dancing and jumping and waving the, the $5, and you're looking at that in your rearview mirror. Of course, you went later and threw out the lemonade. <laughs> but, but it's that feeling. It's that feeling of, that's fun. That was fun looking in that rearview mirror and seeing those two little girls waving that in the air, like, oh, my goodness, we made $5, and how much fun is that? That's the joy that actually sociology has said that they can't even explain 
how it releases endorphins and, and hormones and that this, this sense of pleasure um, whenever we give. And so I think I've always wanted to pursue that journey. And thank God, to answer your question, I've always had great models in my life. I'm very blessed that I've had wonderful fathers and mentors and models um, in my life. My dad was the most frugal person and generous at the same time. My, my dad would be in the bathroom saying, hey, that's too much toothpaste on that toothbrush. Wow. You're actually wasting you know, a, a, a penny here. <laughs> that was my dad. And at the same time, was so faithful to tithe, so faithful to give, so faithful to be generous. He was generous to us as kids. I watched, I grew up in a church, my, my pastor, Larry Stockstill, who's still my pastor, um, you know, would give, the church would give 30% of their income to world missions. Wow. He was raised as a missionary. They built metal buildings so they could do more for missions, um, these churches. And so I, watched, I saw generosity my whole life. Of course, it's hard to be generous if you don't have it to give. But I would like the listeners uh, on the podcast today to remember that we're not just talking about money. You can be generous, like you said earlier, with your time. I mean, you can, you can impact somebody's life by stopping right now mm. and texting someone and saying, hey, I'm thinking about you and praying for you. And you were just, in that moment, generous and probably would actually impact that person's life. So long before I had resources to give, both personally and in our church, I'd like to think I really was starting sowing those seeds, uh, Aaron. I was, I was looking for ways to pour into people's lives when I didn't have the money to do it. But I had the time, I had the energy, I had the love, I had the care. And so, and then, you know, the Bible says that to whom, um, you know, whoever is, can be trusted with a little will be, will be put in charge in, with much. And today, by the grace of God, I give them all the glory. We are, I'm very blessed personally, and our church is very blessed, and we are very generous. But I'd like to think it was those little texts, mm -hmm. those little moments of time, or that hug, or that smile, where you can be generous with someone that God multiplies it, and you're able to do it. So that's been my journey, and it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. We're having more fun uh, giving more money away to world missions and to things that matter. And like we even love investing in Mill City. It's, it's been one of the joys of my life. And, mm -hmm. and you guys are in a building project right now and Highlands is preparing to make an investment. I, I, I'm announcing it, by the way. I don't know if you're ready to hear this announcement <laughs> yeah. uh, for your listeners and your congregation, but we're gonna, we wanna be a part of the, the growth of your great church. And so... And we are. We're gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna invest in that. Well, work. you heard it on the podcast. You heard it on the podcast first, so. right here. So. Thank you. And I mean, such a, a an a, an example of exactly what I've seen in you all along. So as blessed as I am, I'm also like not surprised. Yeah. Like, so <laughs> you're you just you're like looking for opportunities. Yeah. You know. Um, so so thank you, and and excited for what that will all. Uh, look like when you, I think there's so many opportunities, right? You know, you can, there's, we can look around, there's organizations in our city, there's organizations around the world, there's our neighbors, there's all these things. So, I mean, at some point we have a limit of our abilities exactly. and time and all that. So how do you, how would you recommend uh, to somebody how to where do you give it? How do you determine where? Uh, because we want it to make an impact. We, 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 there's a lot to say yes to, and how do we know what to say no to? It's a very great question, and um, and it won't surprise you because I, I, they call me the systems person that I have a system. No surprise. <laughs> <laughs> and I even have a list, 
And I, I can't take credit for it, though, because John Maxwell gave this to me. I have since modified it a little bit to fit my own particular needs. But John called it his given, giving filter. Hmm. So when he has an opportunity or gets a request, and he's a person of means today. He wasn't always, but he has. And he's very generous. Literally, you think I'm generous. He's the most generous person I know personally. I mean, I've never seen anything like it. But he has a giving filter. He has questions he asks himself before he gives. And let me give you mine. So this is actually the mm -hmm. filter. So I have all these opportunities, just like you said. I, don't, I can't give to them all. And I actually practice this personally, and we practice this in the church too, so, so you'll know. And the first, the first question is, I call it the obedience question. And the obedience question is, have I returned what belongs to God? Because you can't start giving until you first return what God, what, what's already God, so it's not yours. Because the Bible says the tithe is the Lord's. So you, I always tell people, if you tithe, you haven't even started giving. So they say, oh, yeah, I gave my tithe. No, 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 you can't give your tithe. Mm. You can only return your tithe because it's not ours to give. It is the Lord's. So it always begins there. And by the way, our church tithes. So the first 10% of the money that is giving, given to this church, we give away, even if it overfunds our mission's budget because it's not ours. We like to always take the first and give it to God, and we talk more about that later. The second question that we ask is, is the eternity question, mm -hmm. and that is, is, this, is, is what we're giving going to make an eternal impact? And the reason why this one's important, Aaron, is because there's a lot of good things to give to, but if they don't show up in heaven, it doesn't count mm -hmm. on God's, on, on God's uh, ledger sheet, so to speak. That God is very interested, this is all 1 Corinthians chapter 3, that we're investing in things, and here's the word that's used in the scriptures, that survive, mm. that show up in heaven. So, and I say it in a shocking way, and for anybody who thinks this is too shocking, just forgive me, <laughs> but I always say it this way, if we feed the whole world and they go to hell, we still lose. Because the goal wasn't just to be socially, to show social justice, was also to add to social justice, spiritual justice. The way we say it is, is if, 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 if we help somebody's needs, but we don't share Jesus with them, we withheld the, actually the greatest gift, and that is salvation. Now, spiritual justice without social justice isn't justice either. We can't just say, oh, we, we, don't, we don't help people, we just preach Jesus. Well, that's not justice. We take care of people's needs. The way the Bible says it is, we give a cup of cold water in Jesus' name. So when we help someone, we're helping someone with the hope of the opportunity to share Christ with them because that is the greatest gift we can give someone. But I would encourage people who give to charities, uh, to your alma mater, to, you know, praise God that you're, you love investing in those charities. But I would, I would encourage every person to relook at all your charitable giving, your philanthropy, and not make it noble, make it eternal. Mm. Like, give to something that's actually going to multiply itself to the only thing that matters, and that is eternity. That's the second question. The third filter is the leadership question, and that is, do the leaders of the organizations to which I'm giving have two things, and that is competence and character, and you have to have both. So, so when I'm looking at any charity or any um, nonprofit or anything, it's ultimately going to be spent by the leaders. Okay, so it doesn't matter what the cause said it was. Do the leaders know what they're doing with it? So they can they actually deliver on the promise of what you gave to? 
I'll give you an example. Like, so a lot of money, and I won't tell the specifics because I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but, but there are missions organizations to hungry people that have been given to organizations. It never got to the people. It was actually many times, you know, the leaderships squandered it, and this happens in some of the developing nations of the world. So we do our due diligence on these organizations, not that they, they have a great ask or a great need, but if you don't check out the leadership structure of both their competence, can they handle it in a great way and multiply it, and character um, that they, they're actually no will promise, d- deliver on the promise. So basically what I'm trying to say is when you start to give to an organization, you need to know the leadership structure, both in your case, it would be you, the pastor, the visionary, but also the, your, your board, and, are the, and, and look at their history. Have they delivered on the promise? And of course, as an overseer of Mill City, I can say, 100% of your church. I mean, they. when you said X goes to this, X went to X, X never went to Y. You didn't raise it for this and spend it on that. And I've known you for, how long has it been now? 30? 37 years. 37 years. So trust me, I, <laughs> I know this man. And, and, if, and I don't know, honestly, a, a pastor with more character. And, and I, I honor you today on this podcast, my friend. I'm proud of you. I'm very proud of you. But that's, so you have to ask the leadership question. The, f- the fourth question, I call it the involvement question, and that is, can I give more than dollars? Because every great organization doesn't just want you to write them a check. They want you to love the vision, be a part of the vision, serve in the vision, go on the trips with us, teach in the vision. And of course, when you give to a church like Mill City, that is our opportunity. You're not just wanting their check. You're wanting their leadership. You're wanting, hey, lead a group, minister, come be on the... Come be a part of this with us, okay? The last question, the fifth, and these are all, I literally go through these five every time we're going to give outside of Highlands or then my wife and I and the church. And the fifth one is, I call it the God question, and that is, is God speaking to me? Mm. Because we're spirit-filled to be spirit-led. So the Holy Spirit resides into us not for our entertainment so we can have Holy Ghost goosebumps. That's not the purpose of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is here to guide direct. So, so, so how do you play that out? Ask, ask God, God, should I give to this? And then learn how to listen to the voice of God. So the way I say it at Highlands, Aaron, is I look at the people, literally every Sunday I said, I'm not asking you, but I am asking you to ask God. Yeah. I say the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, and so, because here's what I know, if they will say, hey, God, do you want me to give to this? He rarely says no mm-hmm. if it's something that he's involved in. And so we, but we got to learn how to be led not by slick videos or, you know, emotionally appeal, appeals. The Bible says that we should give what we've decided in our hearts to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion. So don't be a Scrooge, but also don't do it because they were able to move your heart and say the words the right way. But because God loves a cheerful giver. So that's my giving filter. That's literally how we make the decision. Okay, so I want to unpack a couple of those uh, specifically. Let's start with the last one since it's the most fresh. I I say the same thing. This is not between you and me. This is between you and God, so ask God. And then it's up to you to hopefully be obedient to what he would have to say. Sometimes the question that I get on a regular basis is, well, how do I know? And like, as as a... how, how do I hear that? And I know that's a big question in terms of hearing God and all that kind of stuff, but maybe just a quick answer. What would you say to the person who's like, I, I want to do that, but I don't know exactly how to do that, and I don't get a writing on the wall type of moment, so how would you yeah, encourage? So, the, so the, the, the greatest affirmation or confirmation of God's presence and God's voice is this inner peace. 
So when you, when, when you think about, okay, the Lord, man, I think God spoke to me to give $1,000. By the way, I'll never forget the first $1,000 check I ever wrote to our church. It was above my tithe. Tammy and I were just married, and that's about what we had in savings. And it felt like I was given a million dollars. And they were taking an offering for Reinhard Bonnke crusade in Africa. I'll never forget it. And they were, at the time, leading more people to Christ per capita, per dollar, than any other ministry. And I heard God say, you ought to be a part of this. And then I said, well, Lord, then how much? And I, and I felt in my heart, I didn't hear an audible voice, I felt in my heart, why don't you trust me with that $1,000 you have in savings? And, um, and I talked to Tammy about it, so I got a, you get a confirmation of your spouse, of course, if you're married. But, but I remember us saying, should we do it? And Tammy says, yeah, she, they, were, they were missionaries, so she was, she's always a yes, by the way. She's generous too, and and us, and but I remember. So you have the moment where you're actually going to do it, and there was peace. Now I was still a little bit, you know, not fearful, but wondering, God, okay, God, uh, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see how you're going to do this. But I remember just the peace, and honestly, Aaron, the joy. Mm-hmm. So that's the journey. That's but they we call it faith for a reason. So you're probably not going to get it before you do it. You're going to get it after you do it. And if after you do it, you have regret, well, then you probably didn't hear from God. But if after you did, you think, oh, that was so much fun, then it was God. And you've got to learn how to take those steps. So I would tell, in answer to your question, try it. Step out. So good. Take a leap. It's called faith for a reason. Yeah. Sometimes the provision follows the decision. Exactly. Yeah. So, okay, the other... uh, way that I want to unpack this is in relationship to like somebody who says, well, I want to, and I, and, and I have a sense from the Lord. And so there is this step of faith, but there's also, uh, we've talked in these last couple of weeks on Sundays about what you just mentioned, like you decide in your heart. So it's a, it doesn't have to be emotional. You right. know, it's a, it's, there is maybe those moments where in the moment God speaks to you or you get really moved towards something, but then there's other ways that we can, we can set it into our budgets. We can, we can create the space and the margin uh, financially to do that. So, uh, so you know, there, there's the desire. There's desire and ability. Talk about those two. Yeah, so I would actually encourage people to be less and less only giving spontaneously and with emotion. I'm not discounting that because God uses the moving of our hearts, but most of it should be predetermined and planned. And actually, and it should even be another P, and that is, a percentage. Pick a percentage. So tithing, the word tithe means tenth part. And in the Old Testament, it was a law. You, the first 10% of everything, everything, not even just your money, but your, your animals, your, your, your children, your home, you know, belong to the Lord. Okay. But in, in the New Testament, the, the tithe is a principle. And, and, it, and it, by the way, it's not not mentioned. I mean, Jesus said in Matthew 23, you should tithe. So this is not like, oh, the, the law was abolished. No, no, no. Jesus said, oh, you know, you should tithe. First Corinthians 16 says that when you come to church, you should come with an offering in keeping with your income, meaning it's a percentage. Mm-hmm. So, so we all give, we don't always all give the same amount, but we always give the same percent, so to speak. So at that moment, we are all given the same amount. So if we all give, if we all gave ten percent, but one person made a million dollars and one makes you know ten thousand dollars, but they both brought ten percent, they both gave the same, is what I'm trying to say. Um, it's it's not equal amounts, but it's equal involvement, and so and that's what God where God wanted us to put us on the same playing field. It doesn't have to be the ten percent. In fact, it could be more than that, but it needs. I think 
predetermined, I'm going to support my local church with this amount. I'm going to be faithful to God to give this amount. And then I'm going to listen to God for things above that is the way we live. So, and for me, I do personally, I'll still like the 10%. That goes to Church of the Highlands. I mean, that's, that belongs to the Lord. And, but Tammy and I have above that, and that's where we listen to God and look for the projects. And for us right now, it's Highlands College. You know, we love investing in that. And, but, it, but, it's, but it's predetermined. Don't wait for the emotion. Don't wait for them to make a video. Don't wait for them to, you know, to, you have to move your heart. I don't mind you being moved, but I don't think that's the best way. Each man or woman should give what they have decided. That means you pre-decided. To decide something means you did it ahead of time. Yeah. So uh, the scripture talks about, you know, I, we're all supposed to give. You know, we want to be generous people. That's the a mark of or a characteristic of a follower of Jesus. Right. Reflecting the character of God who's right. generous to us. Um, so we all want to be givers. We all want to do it in the way like you're describing it. Um, but there's also the gift of giving. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that? I know I've learned a lot from you about that over the years. Um, and so maybe describe that, maybe maybe even for somebody who's who doesn't know. You know, well, a lot of times we don't know the gifts we have, but how do we determine that? What does that look like? It's a great question. Um, yeah, the Bible talks about spiritual gifts, and in that list, there's three places, three primary places in the New Testament where spiritual gifts are listed. And, and it uses this word in the Greek that means it's special to you. Like it's a unique gifting on your life for this, but it doesn't excuse the rest of us from doing it at a certain level. I'll give you an example. One of the, one of the unique, only given to some gifts is called the gift of faith. So we all have faith, but some people have a gift in it. So they, they have faith at another level. There is a gift of hospitality. So they're just good at taking care of people. But that doesn't mean all of the rest of us are excluded from being hospitable. Yeah. There's that actually a gift of evangelism. Ephesians chapter 4, there's an, a, there's an office and a gift of it. But that doesn't mean the rest of us don't share our faith. Sure. Okay, so you can, have, you can have a gift in something, but that doesn't excuse us from it. There is a gift of giving. Now, we all give, but there is a gift of giving. This is Romans chapter 12. And it says, and if you have the gift of giving, give. And, and it literally means this divine ability to make money and you care about where it goes and you want to finance kingdom projects. It literally, it's literally a gift um, of, 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 we call it here at Highlands, accelerating the vision of, of, of the kingdom of God. So these are people, in my opinion, who already tithe, but they make more than they personally need. They make a lot more and it matters to them that it go to places that make this eternal difference and for us, we call them the legacy team. We have people who have self-identified. We didn't pick them out. We didn't look at their giving records and say, oh, please. You know, no, no, no. We let everyone self, they, they determine themselves. They self-identified as, I have a gift of giving. And we define it for them that I give over and above my tithe to finance kingdom projects. And what they do in these kingdom projects, Aaron, is they actually, they take vision and they accelerate it. So we were always going to do it. You just made it possible for us to do it sooner. And that's how I present it to them. So we have here at Highlands about, about 2% of the congregation uh, are on our legacy team that, that have self-identified as the gift of giving. And we bring to them, here's what we're doing, but here's what we could do. Like we're shovel ready to go make this difference in this country or to build this building, to take care of your, you know, your kids or whatever it is. 
We're ready, and we're going to do it one day. Our budget will eventually allow us to get to it, but if it's on your heart to accelerate that vision, you can give to that right now, and we've watched people, mm. when they hear that kind of vision, they begin, that's a gift, and thank God for it, because God knows that he uniquely blesses pastors with vision, and he uniquely blesses the people with provision, and when they learn how to work together, mm. that's when kingdom projects actually get advanced. That's beautiful, and, and yet... It doesn't mean somebody with the gift of giving doesn't necessarily have millions of dollars. Oh, no. So talk about that, too. Just the what does it look like even for somebody who's like. Well, that's why we let them self-identify, because there are some who make, you know, more normal or even nominal uh, annual incomes, but they still have learned how to live on less so that they can personally do more. So they set their own lives up. I have a friend who's actually makes you know less than fifty thousand dollars a year. Um, has chosen to live in a, in a house that's less, less than what he could actually afford So because he loves giving to kingdom projects. Mm-hmm. Nobody asked him to do that. God did that. God put that gift in there, and there's this supernatural joy. Well, that's a gift, and, and they do. They, they invest in things that are making a massive difference. So uh, absolutely. Um, I think Jesus made the point very clearly in the, the, the story of the widow's might that he's not looking at the amount. He's looking at the heart. And if people feel like they had this heart, though, to give, then start setting your life up in a way where there's enough margin where you can be generous even above your tithe. Yeah, so good. Um, I would love, as we kind of land this, um, and w- there's so much more that we could talk about, and I want to, um, you know, keep, we want to keep the podcast in bite size. Yep, yep. Uh, so, so, and, you know, we'll be back at Mill City, and we get to keep hearing from you, so, so grateful for you. Um, but I'd love maybe for you to help us land this podcast by just praying praying for us, praying for Mill City, pray for anybody who would listen to this. Um, not Because I think there's an element of, I want to do what I'm supposed to do, but there's also like a revelation of generosity. Right. Um, a revelation of the kingdom, a revelation of eternity, a revelation of how I can partner, all those things. So would you just take a moment and maybe pray for those listening? And by to, the way, yeah, and by the way, Aaron, I, I think that happens whenever you just get around people and he may be even through this podcast hearing people's stories of how it's happened. And that's what every time I'm with you, I always, always, I always try to inspire you because I've heard the vision in your heart. Uh, but if people knew what you've shared with me, I mean, it makes me want to jump on. It makes me want to be a part of that. And that is supernatural. Of course, I love you. And, and that's supernatural too. But that, I do pray that. And Father, I pray for every person listening right now. And Lord, you know you've called every single one of us to live our lives in such a way where our lives count that we're not to count our days, we're, we're to make our days count. And Lord, we're on this earth, not just to enjoy earth, we're in, on this earth with this short window of time called this mist, this vapor of life, to God to do our part, to serve our generation before we go to heaven, Lord. And I just pray, first of all, that every person live with that eternal perspective, that we're not on the earth for earth, we're on the earth to make a difference for heaven. And Lord, I pray, God, that you would bless we can't give what you've not given us, God, that you would bless us. Yeah. And I'm asking to bless every listener right now, every member of Mill City. God, give them more than they need so that they can be a blessing to the world around them. Mm-hmm. I'm asking you, Lord, to bless them. But God, also bring them together as a church family to do something that they can't do by themselves. Let them find a tribe and a family and a church and a group that they believe in, love, love the leaders, and God, do what none of us could do by ourselves. We're better together. We're always better when we 
pull our resources and our energies and our prayers and our work and our efforts together. So God, I'm asking you to build this beautiful congregation like you've never done it before. Bond them together under the vision of the leadership of this house, not for our glory, but for yours, and that the kingdom of God is advanced yes. in Fort Collins, really the whole front range, and that every vision they have for the works around the world out of this house, Lord, bless them, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Pastor Chris. So grateful for you. Thanks for your time and uh, excited about what God's doing here and will continue to do around the world. Thanks, Aaron. Yeah, thank you.